0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: After 14 games having things our own way, one loss was always going to be tough to bounce back from. Again, it's Tom Peck, the captain, who tries to play a ball forward. Put out well by Kieran Wallace. We want to sit long for Reese and can Oaks turn his man he can. Reese is one of them, with Aidan Stone. Here's Oaks, for the scoring round. it's yes. the back of the net. Reese opens the scoring for Matsfield Town. At 21 minutes, a ball over the top by Kieran Wallace. Holmes kept his composure. Stone came out. Oaks knocked it around him and rolled it into the open goal. Port Vale nil. Matsfield Town won. a strike at Port Vale gave us hope but error after error after error saw Port Vale complete the comeback to run out 3-1 winners on Tuesday night and condemn the Stags to their second successive loss. It's a result which takes the Stags into tenth but they have games in hand and only remain four points off of the playoffs and six off of the automatics. Not to mention the small fact of league leaders and fellow falterers Forest Green Rovers to play twice. But there's no point looking too far ahead or indeed dwelling on what's happened too much as we prepare for a home game against Stevenage and the return of the China via Peterborough deserter, a certain Steve Evans. Tonight we'll look back a tiny bit on Tuesday's failure at Vale, but focus more importantly on how to put things right as the stags look to set a new home record of 11 straight Football League home victories for the first time since the 1940s. As always, we want you to get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. Is no win, no quin a thing. Who should come into the lineup on Saturday? Should Nigel Clough have changed things around a little bit earlier than he did? All of that stuff, anything you want to say, get it in the comments and have your say on your team. This is is the show for the fans, by the fans, keeping the faith, win, lose, or draw. Why? Well, quite simply, because Mansfield always matters. You know, it's funny, when you're on a winning run, I'm inundated with messages from the podcast crew saying, what time are we on, Craig? What time are we starting the show tonight? And then as soon as we start losing a few games, message seen, but not responded to. Is it just me tonight, though? No, there is one man I can always rely on. And I say good evening to Mr. Accident-Prone Al, a.k.a. the best jingle singer in town. How are you, my friends? All right. Thank you, Craig. Good evening, Craig. And good evening, everyone. Yes, good evening everybody indeed. And a man who's called himself part-time podcaster, the man with the worst internet in town. He's back. Nathan Edge is back in the country. Hello mate.
4: Evening. I might be I'm, I'm back in the country. Um I'm, I'm here. I don't know how delayed I'll be, but um I might still be one hour behind, but who cares?
3: Maybe that's just your brain, but there you go. Uh, seemed pretty much in sync, though, to be fair, so maybe uh, we're all good. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters, Matters podcast, everyone. As always, this is a place for you to have your say on your team. Get it all out. Get it all out your system tonight so we can start afresh on Saturday at home to Big Steve's Stevenage. And that is a mouthful, especially unrehearsed. Uh, as always, come and have your say in the comments uh, and let us know your thoughts on Tuesday night. And I suppose... Um, that's probably where we should start Nathan Edge isn't it you know two back-to-back defeats Tranmere and then uh, Port Vale and like I sort of said to cam in the car on the way back on Tuesday night. Port Vale was always going to be the harder of the two games especially considering how we finished at uh, Tranmere. It was almost like uh, a little hangover it, it, anything above a point would have been uh, would have been fantastic there but it's just a shame that we played probably the worst we've played since the Northampton game.
4: Yeah, I mean I missed um I was I was in the air for the trammy game, so I don't really uh so I missed the whole of that annoyingly. Well, I say annoyingly, probably fortunately, but um uh but you know, from what I can gather we didn't play particularly well there either. But I did I got down to Port Vale Tuesday night. Um and, and we did seem a bit like a different side from before I left the country a couple of weeks ago, so which is disappointing to see. But you know, it, we looked at the fixtures and we did know there were going to be some tough times ahead. We weren't going to carry on the, the winning streak we was on or unbeaten beating streak we was on. um. And, and I think if we managed to just hold on at Tramio and come away over point, it probably wouldn't have felt as bad, you know, because we wouldn't have had the back-to-back defeats. Um, And, you know, even though, you know, one point out of six is still isn't, isn't fantastic, you know, uh, you know, it still would have felt a little, little, little bit better in a sense that we wouldn't have had two defeats on the bounce, but um, we just seemed a bit, a bit tired. The, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the the, the the team selection, which I think raised a few eyebrows pri- prior to the match. Um, and unfortunately, the performance. I mean, after Reese scored, I thought, you know, have, have we just you know hit it, done a hit and uh, hit, hit and grab sort of um, situation, which we probably didn't necessarily deserve. But um, they were they were. Well, I won't say they were too good for the second half because they weren't that great. But we just we just never got going.
3: Yeah, we didn't get going. And I think, you know, we'll, we were together on Friday night, Alan, not in that way. We were two doing co-commentary uh, together, of course, at, at Tranmere Rovers. was just because Nathan said he was in the air. So I didn't know if he knew or not. I'm just getting that out there. Um, and we, the one thing we said at the end of the game was it's going to be very, very difficult for us to, to bounce back. And I think had we had a game, had, had we not had the Tuesday night game and the next game would have been Stevenage, I wouldn't have had as many fears, but driving to Port Vale, I felt that it was going to be an uphill battle for us um, on the night because, like Nigel Clough said on, on Friday night, it, it was, it, it's such a difficult mindset to go back into after you've had it your own way for so long. It, it's, it's that shock to the system. It is that hangover. It is that sort of slap in the face, which is some unexpected slap in the face. It's hard to deal with.
5: I would agree with that, Craig. But also, if, you, if you've if uh, you trawled through a lot of social media, a lot of people have been saying exactly the same thing. It's the way we lost, not p- particularly because we lost. It's the way we lost because Tuesday night, the, there didn't seem to be any direction. It was hoofball a lot of the time you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't know whether it's, you know, Port Vale and maybe Tranmere to a certain extent have seen how we play and worked, worked out accordingly how to stop us doing that. But we just, we just looked out of balance. We, we just, it we didn't seem to be, have any idea, you know, it wasn't like the Mansell that we know and love. But, but admitted you can't play passing football every time because the team's not going to let you do that. But when I saw the team picked, it's it, it, so my, only my humble opinion, but I just didn't think there was enough balance in the team, and I think it could have been tweaked a little bit.
3: Yeah, we went too drastic the other way, and I, I completely understand why Nigel Clough made the changes he made. I think yes. at least two of them were enforced by injury. Had Stephen Quinn been available, he'd have started Stephen Quinn, and I think you can say the same um, for Lucas Aikens, to be honest, but... Um, that's still inexcusable. I, I just don't think we got the got the balance right. He criticised the tackling on Friday night, so I understood why, why he brought Ollie Clark back in. I understood, you know, why he started Lapsley. I understood why he started Kieran Wallace um, as well. I have to admit, when I saw the team selection, I had uh, four or five formations written down. And the last yeah. formation I expected him to go with was the one that he, he started with, um, Nathan. That was a, a flat four four two with Lapsley, you know, right wing, um, and then you know, sort of Murphy, Murphy, uh, left wing, and then Wallace just in behind Reeseos in a four four one one. I was expecting us to, to go through at the back and try and you know go toe to toe with Port Vale and, and play exactly how they played.
4: Yeah, um, it was one of those before the match when you see the the lineup, you know. It, it could have gone a few ways, um, you know, formation-wise, which which is good in some ways because it makes you less predictable from uh, the opposition's point of view, trying to predict what we're going to do. Um, and, and we do have that versatility within the team to to mix it up a little bit and, and change it around. Um, but like you said, I think it was, um, you know, certainly it would have been unexpected for, for Port Vale, but I think it was unexpected from our point of view as well, wasn't it, it supporters? Because it was. You probably might have said, you know, that of that eleven that was put out there. Yes, you with a couple that was you'd say was enforced. You know, probably throwing long stuff in there as well. Uh, so you have got two or three that are enforced. But still, with those players that are on the pitch, you think we should have had enough to um, to do better than what we did, and we could have probably set up in a different way. Um, and, and in particular, I really thought we'd come out in the second half in a different setup, very differently. Um, for me highlighting one in particular is, is, is hawkins um mm. you know although i understand why he's put back there um and i was a little bit relieved after you know after seeing the starting lineup i did think is he putting Wallace back there what's he you know what's what's the plan um so i was like well at least hawkins is back there that's sort of a positive in a sense but a second sort of a second thought was as soon as people a yellow card which he has been doing a lot of late getting them early bookings you know, you you then turned on edge for the rest of the rest of the game. So I think you needed to go top a lot earlier.
3: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that. I'm going to talk you through what I've got written down on my clipboard next, but I'm going to show the camera uh, the clipboard from uh, from the game before the game on Tuesday night, and you can see there. There's uh, one formation, then go into another formation, and then another, and then another. And then the actual one we uh, started with is over there somewhere. Um, so I was going through it and thinking, well, we can play this way, we can play that way. And the one I'd sort of settled on uh, was, like I said, was going three at the back, which would have made more sense because it would have got Hawkins up top. And that was uh, Bishop in goal, a back three, which we did finish with, to be fair, almost very, very similar, uh, was uh, a, a Perch, Rawson and Wallace with Lapsley, one fullback, one side, McLaughlin, the fullback, the other side, the wing back, and then, Clark and Sturk sort of sitting in the midfield with Murphy just ahead to sort of create that little bit of a uh, triangle diamond, if you like, with Hawkins playing our folks in a 3-4-1-2. In a but for whatever reason, we went with, with what we went with. So it, it just shows that we, we've got that adaptability there, but I don't quite think we got the balance right. Let's delve into some of your guys' comments. If you've got anything to say on Tuesday on how we should line up, on Saturday or anything other stags related, make sure you get involved uh, in the comments and uh, we'll do our best to read some of them out. A reminder that we may skip some of them uh, if they're similar comments. Uh, Ellen has kicked us off uh, tonight and says, uh, Stevenage at home. Is almost a perfect game to bounce back, yeah. especially with a certain Scotsman uh, in the opposing dugout. We'll talk about that more later on. Uh, Chris says, I'm watching a documentary on Fort William FC and our fans reckon we have problems. Uh, Mark says, evening. Tim says, Tuesday was a der- very disappointing. We didn't gel. Not sure why Clough didn't start with John Joe at the back and Ollie Hawkins up front. Bad choice um Roy says absolutely awful why why has he changed the side that looked unbeatable this uh this is the pressure is now on I hope we can stick it up Evans uh Chris adds too many overhit passes and players not reading the game like they usually do Ellen asks uh Ellen adds Um, Wallace had a brilliant game, even if the team as a whole struggled. Um, Tim says, just because uh, Clough criticised the tackling didn't mean we needed to get three yellow cards in the first half. The ref was inconsistent. Uh, And Roy says, how Murphy gets in the side while Barry sits on the the bench, the mind boggles. Let's delve uh, into that a little bit, Alan, because one thing I have seen sort of crop up over and over again on social media, and I'm going to call it... uh, the the Greg Abbott transfer window effect. Um, Long-time listeners will know what I'm talking about, of course. Um, when we made all the signings in the January transfer window under Dave, and all of a sudden we went from this excellent side, which we're doing really, really well, to one which started to struggle and, and didn't look like it was gelling because we were putting the new faces in. People on social media have been commenting about, you know, the the new faces starting, the likes of... Jamie Murphy, the likes of Lucas Aikens and asking, is it unbalancing the side? And for me, it's a it's a, it's a, bit of a toss-up because Clough himself, Alan has admitted that Murphy is perhaps not where he needs to be but these players were brought in for a reason and that is to, to add quality and it's only by virtue of the fact that we've lost a couple of games why these questions are starting to be asked because you lose games and you just point to the, the nearest instant which could have changed it.
5: That's right, Craig. It's fine margins, isn't it? Because if it have all gone swimmingly on Tuesday night, you know, we wouldn't have had anything to say, even though we've all got his own opinion. But I do feel quite sorry for Jordan Barry because I think he, you know, well, he proved it himself. He got the player of the month, you know, for whatever it was last month. He'd been playing really well up till then. And then he is like sideline now. So when he came on again on Tuesday night, he had what, 10, 15 minutes, was it? Probably 10. And, you know, he can't get into the game so much as he normally would from the start, you know, because he's been producing really good performances. So I can understand where people are coming from and I can understand the flip side of what Nigel's saying. But with Longstaff, Longstaff's proved his worth because he's scored three goals. He might not have started off absolutely brilliantly, but he knows where the net in. He's found it three times, which is like Lapsley did last year and he's starting to come back a little bit fitter now although I think it was Stone who got a fingertip to Lapsley's uh, effort on Tuesday night. I think he actually got fingertips to that of what arsehole but uh, to go back to your original point you know tinkering with the side doesn't always work. When it does you know we don't we've got nothing to moan about but when it doesn't you know everybody's uh, concerns are there for all to see.
3: What's your take on it for me, I'm in in two minds. I think there are certain players that probably shouldn't have been dropped out of the side. But on the flip side of that, I can totally understand why they were. Because there's no point bringing players with the the quality of, uh, you know, Jamie Murphy, Lucas Aikens. I keep using those two as examples, but, you know, they're the two on the tip of the tongue. There's no point bringing that quality in if you're not going to utilise it.
4: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I feel a little bit for Aikens because... You know, he's, he's predominantly a striker, and he's played there once. So, you know, we've we, we've had to use him. I know they, they've said he's always been a utility player, and we can use him. But you know, we we had him at left back at Bristol, Rovers where he had a you know an absolutely awful game, uh, and a lot of most of the other times he's been playing a sort of sort of right back, hasn't he? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's it's a bit harsh on him. That's obviously not his, his favourite position. position. Uh, you know, we're asking him to do a job and. You know, it's not not the easiest thing to do in a in a new team um jamie murphy i, I you know i think he's he's shown he's shown promise it shows glimpses that he's he's he a good player but um as, as Clough has alluded to he's just a little bit sort of off the pace at the minute so you know do we do we allow him time to you know it's hard do you allow him time to get up to pace to, before he comes back you know starts games or you know or is that the only way you're going to get him up to up to pace so um, so it's a tough one. I don't think it's. I mean, it's hard to say because it's early on, but I don't think it's as severe as the, the Greg Abbott effect, as such. I don't Definitely think not. It's not going to be the you know a a, a a dramatically terrible transfer window at all. I just think no. you have got to look at the bigger picture. We've played. You look at the last sort of four, five, six games. The, the the caliber of teams we've had to come up against has been higher. Uh We've had to do a lot of them away as well, but you look at it just. Two two games ago, we beat Exeter on a Friday night. Superb performance, fantastic uh, atmosphere. We're up to third. Two games later, they you know trumied uh, put the performance aside. We was event- unlucky to lose last minute, um, and then obviously the poor performance at Port Vale. Now we're sat at tenth, but it can very quickly change change back. And I just think um, you know a, a lot of the reaction is a bit is a bit over the top by by some of the supporters and it but it always seems to be the case whenever we lose some games but I'm I'm just I'm not a happy clapper as such but I'm I'm grateful to at least even be in a position where we are now to say where we were a few months ago
3: yeah and I'll highlight this point as uh, my mate Lee Wilson says in the comments don't panic Mr Mannering, absolutely spot on and like I was saying uh, you know I'm not having a dig at, at these two here but on the way back from Port Vale, for a while, I had I had Cam in the car and had a friend of the show Adrian with us uh, as well. And for a while, it felt like we'd literally been spanked fourteen nil, and Clough had been caught with his winky out in the centre circle waving it about doing windmills. It was not as, as bad <laughs> as, as that for a, for a start. You know, it was almost like oh, it's season over. It's no, it's not. We had to hit a divot at some point. We had to hit a bit of poor form, Apache form at some point because it's a natural part of football. And when you look back and when you, you compare and when you sit down and analyse it, we're where we are on the table, 10th, but we're four points off the playoffs, we're six points off the automatics, we've got games in hand over everybody under the sun and I would much rather have a dip in form with 12 games to go, to allow ourselves time to regroup and find another bit of form and momentum towards that back end of the season, because as we know, the side who has momentum towards the back end always seems to finish strongly and, and be successful, then the wheels continue to stay on until three or four games left when we're 20-22 unbeaten and then get beat and then all of a sudden, on the last day of the season, at home to Forest Green Rovers, need a point to get into the automatic promotion places because we've all been there. It makes much more sense, Alan, doesn't it, to look at it and go, This is if if there's any time to have a negative run, to have a bad couple of games, there is no better time than now.
5: Yeah, because we knew it, like you said before, we knew it was going to happen somewhere along the line and it doesn't help when you've got all these away matches, you know, to follow each other with not many home matches in between. But to be fair to Mansfield, obviously we've won the home matches to get our personal... Uh, get ourselves in that position in the first place, and you don't notice these things until you lose. You know, such as the Murphy not having a particularly good game, or <coughs> oh, excuse me, or Lapsley, you know, over hitting the ball each time. You don't really notice it until we lose, because when Jamie Murphy came on the very first game. I thought he had a reasonable game. It mm. looked lively. he looked bright. I admitted he tied in the end, and he told her, he told Cloughy that he wanted to come off. But uh, I, I don't. I certainly don't panic. I mean, at the end of the day, what will be will be. Will be where we finish. But I still think we've got a damn good chance of going up and in the automatics. But we've just got to uh, start getting back to basics and put George Maris in where he belongs.
3: Yeah, I think Alan's got a a, a good point there, Nathan. He getting players like Maris and, and Lapsley back in there. I felt Lapsley played really, really well actually on on, uh, Tuesday, on Tuesday. Out of position, let's say, playing as a, a right winger, I thought he did relatively well. And I think you know he's going to be key to us towards the the back end of the season. And another player in there is, is James Perch. I don't want to stand sit and dwell on the negatives I want to get it all out of the system of course and I want to by the end of this show tonight I want to be you know jumping positive looking forward to Saturday and getting back on track but I am going to pick there are positives to pick out of the game yes we got beat 3-1 we were poor in pretty much every area bar for a spell of maybe what let's see if I can get the maths right on this um O'Toole comes on on 55 minutes Hawkins goes up front they don't score till 75. We had 20 minutes.
5: Where I, was we were the, 20.
3: The, I was getting there, son. I was getting there. I'll put you back out for your wife. She was in the conversation before you when we started this on. Um, I mean, for 20 minutes, we were the better team. We were all over Port Vale. George Lapsley scores that um, that goal. Aiden Stone doesn't make that, that good save, which we knew he had in him and he was bound to have in, it, in him against his former club and the manager who released him. We're 2-1 up in front of our own fans and we probably turn Port Vale over 4-1. It's a different game. Fine margins. Fine, fine margins. But the other positive for me, other than O'Toole coming back in and um, Hawkins going up front, which obviously sparked the game was the reintroduction, Nath, of James Perch. His first start since uh, his injury. Yes, he's had a couple of uh, cameo appearances and played in the under-23s to get him back fit. But Clough said to me after Friday, and he said on Monday in his press as well, that he'll bring that calmness. And I said this to Cam and Adrian, and they they took it far too literally. Do you you understand what Clough meant by adding the calmness to the game? Please, please.
5: (laughs) Yes, go on Alan. Oh, yeah, he is You calm, clearly on the ball. don't, Nate You clearly don't <laughs> He is calm on the ball He's got experience When he was Weird. centre-half You know, you don't need the speed at 35-36 If he's got it up here as a footballing brain I thought he had I would say probably I'd say a 6 out of 10 performance On uh, Tuesday night There were two tackles that he made mostly early on that was near near the byline and he just slid straight out. You know, we're watching an eye fellow slid straight in to kick the ball out. And I thought, you know, he's looking quite good here. But he did get caught out a couple of times, you know. So, I mean, he is rusty, isn't he? He's only played a full 90 minutes. So, fair play to Perchie for actually coming back because we thought we'd lost him for the season.
3: And as well, he played... Sorry to cut you off. And as well, you know, he played... Right-back. Yes. wasn't playing that, center off. That, that's no. what
4: I think was a, the, the mistake, though, with Tuesday night. If you're going to start him, which, you know, like I said there, he's, he's obviously going to be rusty, which is absolutely understandable. He's not not played, uh, sort of, started games at that, at that competitive level. Obviously, they did it on in 23's game. But if you're going to start start him, I don't think right-back was the, the right, right position for him. I think he needed to be in that centre. I know, he, apparently, Hewitt wanted a rest, but... I don't think he. I think he could have at least had, you know, sixty minutes in him, surely, and then maybe Perch come on for him, I... or or a different type of shuffle. Like you say, the three at the back would have would have worked better. That, that's mm. the only thing about it. You know, I, I think that's why Perch probably only had a a six rather than a than a than a solid seven, like you you, you probably expect from him, is because he had to play right back where he's, where is rusty. And I think even Perch at his best, sort of, uh, you know, last last season or you know very early this season, we've always said he can do a job right back, but he's better centre-back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: And I think that's that's the the criticism, if I'm going to have any criticism at all. I think tactically we, we got it wrong for another game running. But I think, you know, we do understand that. And I think reading between the lines as well from some of Clough's comments over the last couple of games uh, post-match, it's very much been about, you know, we need to utilise the the squad and the options we've got available to us, which to me says... You know, we're not going to play a set way every single week. And actually, you, you saw that and it typified it in the goal we scored, actually, because we played direct. We got, you know, we, we we didn't have players. And I mean this in the greatest respect to those players that started the game. We didn't have players on the, on the pitch on Tuesday night that started the game that could do the fancy football. We had players who could do the ugly side and we dinked one over the top because um, they played three centre-halves and two right and the right side centre-half, left side centre-half both pushed high and ended up playing as, as wingers and they got too cocky we dinked one over the top and they got caught and Oates did what Oates does best and it was effective and it's just unfortunate that we went and conceded and uh, and what have you but it's just little tactical tweaks and I think we'll definitely s- start to see um, you know that changing over the course of the next 12 games or so let's delve back into some of these uh, comments lots of you flooding them in again uh, apologies if I skipped yours we will be uh We will be doing... uh, We will be sort of uh, missing out ones which are repetitive. Uh, Chris says Evans will be expecting... a loving, a hostile reception on Saturday. Let's try and not make it about him. Let's get fully behind the best manager in League Two and his team. Let's greet him with Nigel Clough's yellow and blue army and then boo the oaf at the end uh, when we have won. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more about Evans's return later on. Uh, he also adds everyone in League Two is in the position that their performances deserve, including the great run stakes have been on. The top 10 is wide open. On Tuesday night, there were far too many overhit passes. Um, or players not reading them like they usually do. We are in a great position um we're in a great position with the big boys to come to ours. we don't have the right divine right to go up, but we do have the squad to achieve promotion corn new stags. and I'd also add on to the back end of that Alan. Uh, we've got the squad and character within that squad to go and deserve to achieve
5: promotion definitely craig i love the squad that we've got and i think nigel will get it right in the end we've had two little blips but i mean you're bound to get them in any walk of life you'll get a blip and i think you might see a different team again on saturday because uh, like one of the people said in the comments earlier on i think it's the perfect time to play stevenage at home get the get the crowd really roaring again you know get the goals going in and get us confidence up for a way at rochdale at spotlands on tuesday night
3: Roger says, if people think we're going to win every game in the league, they're sadly mistaken, but the Keyboard Warriors soon came out. Yes, they did. Um, Gary says, uh, last two games were disappointing, but Alan is right. Fine margins, goalkeeping error, a sitter missed and a mix-up at the back. Stone produces a first-class save, we lose. Our luck ended, but it will return. Yeah, and sometimes you've got to... um, uh, You've uh, you, you've got to earn your own look as well. He also adds, uh, we've got to thank our lucky stars at the minute. Last October we was going down, but we've turned it around. Yeah, absolutely. You always forget about that uh, position we were once in. Uh, Gary unlucky at Tranmere. If we. Uh, But if we'd have drawn at at Bradford, drawn at Tranmere and drawn at Port Vale, we would have had the same three points we took from Bradford. Spot on. It's a good way of uh, looking at it, I I suppose. Uh, Alistair says, as well as the game uh, in hand, if you look at the teams and fixtures till the end of the season, there are a lot of the top 10 sides playing each other. It's not over yet by a long shot. Come on, you stags. Um, And Roger adds stags are well and truly still in it. Uh, One thing for me, which is going to be important, Alan, is uh, the input... Of the Stag supporters, who, as we know, are always uh, a fine bunch. Back at One Core Stadium on Saturday. There's been a lot of talk about a certain... Mr Evans we'll talk about him in a couple of minutes time but one thing I put to Nigel Clough uh, post-match is the impact that the fans can have because let's not forget we are going for a club record uh, 11th straight football league home win on Saturday and it's something that me and Nigel spoke about pitch side after the disappointing defeat at Port Vale let's have a little snippet of that interview then uh, as Clough reflects on Port Vale and looks at the impact that the uh, the fans can have going into Saturday's home game with the struggling Stevenage.
2: They're just backers as they have done all season. Win, lose, all draw. Just hope the backers. Uh, I don't think there's any question of that. Uh, we've had a couple of rough days, uh, rough matches now in the last four uh, four days it's important we bounce back Saturday you know we went over 100 days without uh, seeing your team lose and we've lost twice in four days now so it's an unusual feeling said on Friday it's an unpleasant one uh, don't want to feel it too often between now and the end of the season for us or for them
3: how are the players feeling in the dressing room I know you've just had a, a quick chat with them and, and how do they harness that feeling to, to bounce back on Saturday afternoon
2: well when we've gone so long on beating it, it often happens when you do uh, lose one that was why it was such a sickness to lose on Friday night at Trammere um, you know you might lose two on the spin that's why it's important that they just clear the heads now Um, and and we bounce back and we start again Saturday that's all we can do and we've got another three tough trips after that on the road so uh, but we've got to win Saturday
3: yeah, and that, that game vitally important. As you say, you're looking to try and beat that club record of 11 consecutive uh, league wins to set a new record. But how important is the fact that after two defeats on the road, we are back at home where the fans will be vocal and they'll support your side from minute one to, minutes, to minute 90?
2: Yeah, I think the away games just caught up with us a bit in the last few days, having so many of them, um, you know, in, in the period. Uh, we did really well in some of the away games to stay unbeaten. Uh, but when you come to such two tough places as we've been... Uh, Losing the man, and we did six goals. We've got to get back to not conceding goals. That's what we did really well in the you know last 89 games prior to that, and we have to get back to that. But lovely to be back at home on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to it.
3: And a couple of things to to consider going into that one uh, as well and I think the main one, just a couple yeah well, (laughs) understatement perhaps but uh, uh, one of them will be uh, Ollie Hawkins up top, we saw him at at Tranmere sort of change the game for us, he did the same a little bit today and you've got John Joe Tool back there as well, is that something which you'll certainly look at in in training this
2: week? Yeah we look at everything uh, and consider all our options, that's the one good thing about the squad we've got Uh, provides us with lots of options too many sometimes uh, if I'm honest Uh, but one or two people Had opportunities to come back into the team tonight. Ollie Clark came back in, you know, George Lapsley came back in. Look, Kieran Ollis played well tonight uh, in midfield. I thought he did really well. Uh, So pleased with his performance. And uh, we said, you know, with the run of games that we're having Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, people have to come in and they've got to be ready to come in for the odd game. Danny Johnson wasn't in the 18 on Saturday, got on the pitch tonight. Uh, So the whole squad, we keep telling them, the whole squad's going to play a part.
3: And another man that did tonight as well, so it's worth a mention for him, James Perch backing it right back tonight, his first game that he started since his injury as well. How's he uh, come through and, and how's he faring out there? Cause you said in your, in your press on, on Monday that he'd had that little bit of calmness for
2: us. I thought he showed that right all the way throughout the game, even in the first few minutes, him just behind us here, he brought one down and uh, instead of just whacking it clear, he sort of plays it into midfield and uh, very, as, as, I think it was a major plus from the night getting him back on the pitch.
3: Stags boss, uh, Nigel Clough, speaking to me after that uh, 3-1 defeat at Port Vale on Tuesday night. And if you want to watch more of that, a few of you have been messaging me saying, Craig, where, where's the video? It's not on the usual YouTube. It's not on the, the, the Mansfield matter social media now. It's on I Follow Stags. Uh, that one. The full interview with Nigel Clough on I Follow Stags, and, of course, the club's social media pages as well. So make sure you go and check it out on there. Also, on the flip side of that, I had a few people say, Craig, you do know that they played three centre-halves on uh, on Tuesday night. Yes, I'm well aware of that. It's all about the wording of the question. What I meant when I was talking about getting the two centre-halves with the pitch is, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, that the right-side centre-half and the left-side centre-half pushed up as wing-backs, leaving one back. But... Uh, Yes, uh, I'm well aware of that. Anyway, let's uh, move uh, swiftly on. Welcome back, Nath. Is Oliver all right? He was, was he? I heard him crying.
4: Oh, could you hear him? <laughs> I, <realized laughs> I knew that's I where you'd come. I, I did realise when I left about turning the mic down. I was like, oh, whoops. Um, yeah, I just went out to uh, sort out all the chaos. So, yeah, I'm back. And I agree with everything that Nigel said, just uh, no idea what he said, but yeah, I agree. He said
3: that it's all your fault and uh, because you left the country, you took the good luck with us and you've left it abroad. So you're going to have to go back overseas to bring it back again.
4: Oh, fair enough. That's If I need to go back to Morocco, I'll go back to Morocco just for you, Nigel.
3: Team player, absolute team player. Keep your comments coming in. We're going to talk team shape uh, in a minute or so. But first, though, uh, time to uh, note, as we say, you know, not a lot of time to, to dwell on things because uh, we are back on the road Yet again, um, starting on Tuesday as we head to Rochdale um, and then on Saturday, a week on Saturday, a trip to Oldham Athletic. So not as many miles uh, next week, but then it follows it up with a trip to Hartlepool. So anyway, and then Forest Green the Week, for sake. sake. Um, if you want to travel to Rochdale or Oldham, prices on the Stag Supporters Association coach are £15 for Amber and Junior members, £20 for Blue members, £25 for non-members. Departure from One Core Stadium for the Rochdale game is half past three. And for Oldham, it is 11am. And the
5: all-important number you need is seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven and that number again. If you missed it, seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine
3: seven. Again, it was on the screen. I could have read it myself, but I know he likes that little part in his in the show. So it's uh, so there we go. Reader of reader of the number, caller of all the bingo numbers and all of that, Mister Alan Wilson, uh, there as well. Right, let's delve in to looking ahead. Uh, then we were talking a little bit earlier on. Um, about the importance of fans and the importance of bouncing back, and there's one thing, Nathan, which has sort of added a little bit of uh, fire to the already simmering candle,
4: and that is the return of all right, Son. I'm back. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the fact that he's going to be back in uh, in the dugout, or so you're doing your uh, impressions again. You know, it just it just gets worse, doesn't it? But um... Yeah, I mean, it's going to make it a bit more, a uh, bit more of a, a spicy affair, isn't it? Um, you know, first time—it's first time he's come back, isn't it? Since mm. since he did the old, um, you know, the yeah, the usual route to Peterborough via China. You know, that's the, the quickest way, isn't it? These days, um, but no, uh hopefully, I'll put a few more, you know, a few more hundred on the on the turnstiles, uh, make it a bit more of a. Uh, ruckus atmosphere as it always does I think wherever he goes anyway doesn't it so um but hopefully it'll just um you know let's not let distract it too much but let's still get behind us but I think he's um you know worth a bit of stick to be fair
3: yeah we won't talk about it too much but I think nobody would I think had he left at the end of the season having achieved promotion with us he'd have got a nice reception on Saturday but it was the manner in which he left to China via Peterborough and then Gillingham and now um, Stevenage and his success rate is uh, well, it's not been there, has it? And now Stevenage does seem like a a, a very uh, a, a very panicked and oh 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 boogery, I need a job. And obviously there must be a good waitrose there because he's got his usual man Paul Rayner, with him as well. But like somebody said in the comments earlier, Alan, let's bring it back to sense. It's not about him on Saturday. It's about Mansfield Town bouncing back. And that's the one thing we need to do on Saturday is show the support for the current manager. Because it's he who is the man that is capable of turning it around. And he, the man who is capable of delivering the dream and and picking up and not uh, delivering the broken dreams, like the man who will be in the away
5: dugout on Saturday afternoon yeah and how fun is that because who was it that wanted all the dugouts bringing over to this side because you know it's, he said in his words we weren't giving the uh away manager enough stick or whatever he said it got an easy ride over the other side so i think it's come back to bite him on the back side there but the place it will hurt steve evans most i think he will he will revel in all the comments and the abuse and whatever, whatever he gets. But the place we can hit him, hurt him most, is at the end of the game when we've won three 0 four 0 whatever, and he's got to go home with his uh, head held down. And uh, you know we've won the game because that will hit him most.
3: And um, probably knowing Stevenage, you'll probably have his P forty five at that point as well because <laughs> getting rid of Portishead really very
4: surprising. Wow, it? yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, didn't, I didn't very... expect that.
3: I was very surprised when he actually went there himself because there's far better clubs than Stevenage. And I mean that in not a disrespectful way, but in terms of infrastructure and budgets and things like that, in terms of clubs that are going to be competing
4: for a promotion. I love strange that, one. Yeah, no offence, but I'm going to say something that's <laughs> offensive.
3: <laughs> it's, it's a caveat. It's fine. As
4: long as you say no offence, you can
3: say what you want. That's how it works, right? Get the lawyers yeah. on the phone. And if, and if anyone does want to sue me, my name is Cameron Felton. Craig Creek is not here this week, he'll be back (laughs) next week. Let's move back to uh, all things Mansfield because of course it is Mansfield that matters. Ollie Hawkins, Alan Wilson, there's only one place for him Saturday afternoon,
5: isn't there? yeah i would shove him up front i would leave raw providing that everybody's fit and uh, rearing to go which they should be i would have thought i would leave jj and uh, rawson at the back and i would put hawkins up front and i would slot Marius straight back to where he belongs because like nigel said about uh james perch being the calm new influence i don't think there's any better calming influence than uh, george Marius, because he's the playmaker He's the one that makes everybody tick. tick. It's the simple ball. It's the not, you know, not worrying about where he is. And his headers out of the way are unbelievable. I think that goes unmissed sometimes. I just think George Maris is the key towards being successful.
3: Yes, I I think so as well. I think he's a very influential player in there, uh, to be honest. Um, I think it's all about... Just getting it right and getting the right balance. We'll talk team selection in a minute. I just want to go to a few of these comments before uh, they disappear from the feed. Chris asks, asks, what was Nigel's body language like when you spoke to him uh, on uh, Tuesday, Craig? <sighs> Disappointed, frustrated, um, naturally, but also a little bit ill. Um, so uh, he had his snood on and uh, was was a little bit, um, don't know, a little bit tired, but uh, I wouldn't read anything in, into it. I think you can. What I always get from Nigel Clough is, even when we've won a game and played a team off the park, there are always things we can improve on, and that for me is the sign of a very good manager. Because we've seen managers in the past who, when we're on a great run of form and when we're winning games, you know, they come out and they try and galvanize us, and they you know try and get us all jolly and everything's all all rosy and bloomy and all love hearts and bright colours and all this. And they ignore the little things like conceding a soft goal. They ignore the little things like passing the ball to a person in the crowd, mentioning no names, but the entire Mansfield Town midfield from Port Vale on Tuesday. Um, and the, you know, there are those little things which certain managers gloss over. Nigel Clough doesn't do that. You'll often hear you'll often hear him say, "Give an answer to your question," but then then say something like, "But I think what we missed tonight, or what we didn't do well tonight, was this, this, and this." And I like that because there's an honesty to him. And even when we've played really, really badly, yes, he'll have certain digs, and he'll, he'll say certain things, but he, he doesn't really go full talk. He, he doesn't do what I like to call a John Yems of Crawley who just goes, yeah, we're bad. And, and, and just, you, you've all seen the the viral videos of, of the, the, the Crawley manager. Um, he doesn't do that. He gives answers, he gives honest answers and he's an honest man. And I genuinely believe that um, we've we've got a manager that's capable of going in there and picking it up. He's, that's the experience. That's what his teams there for. And sometimes that's why doing post match interviews aren't always the greatest thing because you can get that emotion. It can be an emotionally led thing. And I think Nigel does very very well to uh, to stem that and to uh, to calm that and, and give an honest appraisal of uh, uh, of what's out there. Um, Tim says, a win on Saturday uh, and things will look different again. There are two top teams versus uh, top 10 team matches, so someone will lose out somewhere. Sutton, Tranmere Northampton, Bristol Rovers, Port Vale, Exeter and Swindon all away from home. Exeter play Port Vale um, next Tuesday and and Sutton are away. Come on, you stags. Um Saturday's Not About Steve Evans says, Jamie, it's about us getting three points. Absolutely. Roger says, solidify. It's actually solidified, which gets a ring of the bell, but I'll let you uh, I'll let you have it. Uh, a question to the three of you says, Roy, do you think we can get automatic? I'll answer it first and I'll give a one word. Uh, well, I won't give a one word answer. I'll give a short answer. We're capable of it, yes. Will we? It will depend on the next four games. Alan Wilson. Yes.
4: Simple as that. Right, right, yeah. fair,
3: fair play, fair play. That's, that's why he's here, short and straight to the point. Nathan Edge, uh,
4: I hope so. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's 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 uh, I've, I think it'd be incredible if we did, and uh, that sounds a little bit negative in a sense that, yeah, I think that's probably an overachievement if we do. I think, um, you know, when you think where we were when we started off so bad, we've had, we've had to come from a from a, from really far back, haven't we, to, to chase to get to where we have done. Um, you know. So we, we're gonna run out of, of steam at some point, which is maybe what we've got in now, but hopefully we'll get our second wind again soon uh and, and, and climb back up again. But um either way, I'm I'm looking forward to the to the last sort of third of the season.
3: What interests me looking at the uh the league table is when you look at the sides above us, we've lost ten games this season from the thirty-four we've played, sixteen wins and eight draws. Um But you look at the sides that are in and around the playoffs. Sutton, they've lost 11. Bristol Rovers lost 11. Swindon also lost 10. Tranmere in fourth, lost 11. Uh, Northampton in second, lost 10 games. Newport in third, lost nine. Our problem is we don't tend to draw as many. You look at our, our draws, we either win or lose games. And I think for me, that is what it's all about. I think it's um, all, all about going gung-ho. That's how we lost at Tranmere because um, we went for it. We got Ollie Hawkins up top. We scored a goal. We got it to two all. We had eight minutes to go and we were on, on top. We got caught. We went for it and got caught. Did we sit back and take the point? On reflection, we probably should have done. But then as fans, given the fact that we'd be, we were unbeaten to that point, we'd have been frustrated that we didn't go for it. Likewise, same at Port Vale to, to a degree when it's 2-1 we're still going for it and then we get caught and it and and it's 3-1 and and that's it that's what that's why for me Nathan I think that's why I believe that the next four games will be pivotal but I think that's why we will be in and around the in and around the mix at the end of the season because we're not a fence sitting team we go for it sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't
4: yeah i think as long as we don't end up in a in a rut of you know, on, on a real bad run and, and confidence goes low. You know, I think if, as long as we can keep the, yeah, keep it minimal, like, like I say, just cut those couple of defeats. If we can bounce back on Saturday in particular, just give us a bit of a boost going into sort of another tough run of fixtures. Then, um then, 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 yeah, I think we'll be all right. It's just about making sure we don't get a, uh, get dragged down into something, you know, you know, negative and, and, and lowering, lowering the confidence. So, I agree with you in 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 that sense, um, and I, and I, and I hope we do carry on the way we the way we were because um, Nigel Clough said it, hasn't he, on, on numerous occasions? You know, we weren't drawing, but if we can go and win games, obviously three points is uh, you're better off getting three points. What's well, hard to say? You know, you know, you know where I'm going with it. You better go six yeah. points out of nine rather than four out of you know yeah. nine five out of nine and being unbeaten.
5: Yeah. That's, it's that's sooner it. win two and lose one
3: than yeah. win one and draw two. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you look at a few weeks ago. Forest Green had lost one one game. They've now lost five. They're in in, in poor form. Um, Bristol Rovers were nowhere near it. They've picked up, whereas Sutton were flying. They've dropped off. It's it's a very open league, and, and there's there's no point think, sitting and thinking about it and going, it's all over after two games. It's not. It's just the pendulum swinging any which way. Had this been. With four games to go, like I said earlier, I'd be worried. But we've got twelve yeah. games left, and I'm not.
4: I think as well, you know, if you look at the lead table, you know, if we if, say if we weren't up there a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and say we've just we've come from the bottom, bit like Bristol Rovers have, and say we're in our position mm. now where we're, you know, four points off off playoffs and whatever, off six off of automatics and games in hand. If we would just come up and suddenly appeared there, everyone would be thinking, God, we've got a right good chance here. So. It's just because we've dropped out a little bit, and we've we're off the back of two defeats. But I think you got to, you can't just look at it in that way. You got to, um, you know, you got to remain positive and and just look at it. I know it's better to have points on the board, but we've still got a great opportunity. Is it still within our own our own our own hands? Yeah, we've we've had
3: this very quick trajectory, and we've not probably put the as much groundwork in as, as what we as as what we needed to. It's. Almost like getting a great idea for a product, taking it and it being all great and shiny on the outside, taking it to Dragon's Den and one investor, one of the dragons going, oh, I quite like that. I think it's a really good idea. It's innovative. I, you know, I'm in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest. I'm, I'm going to put some money into the, into the business. And then another dragon going, hmm. So, all right, it's not that short. And then all of a sudden, things start to unravel because they found a little nitpick there. And that's what's happened. We found a groove. We found a really good way of playing. And we had a, a nice little bit of um, uh, traction to, to get us up there. But teams worked us out. And now we've all we've got to do is just find it again. And I think we can find it again. And that leads me nicely on to talking about team selection for Saturday afternoon. Now, earlier on, I showed you my clipboard, and I had, um, I had. Let's have a look at this. One, two, three, four ways of playing with that um, starting eleven that which Nigel Clough named, and then there was a fifth way, which was the actual way we started. Um, I think we all are going to probably pick Hawkins up front, but what I'm going to ask you both, and then I'll give my opinion at the end, and you guys in the comments as well, if you want to drop yours in there as well, is Two things. The first formation. The second the personnel. And I'm gonna start with the man who loves the jingle. It's
5: Mr. Alan Wilson. I would say four four two. I would like Bishop, McLaughlin, John Joe, Rawson, and Hewitt. If the fit Quinn Sturk Maris and JJ, uh, uh, Longstaff, and then the two up front, Oates and Hawkins. I know I'm leaving Jordan Barry out there, but that's only if Quinn is fit. If Quinn is not fit, put Jordan there because he coincides with what Quinny does Is forwards and backwards, and he works well with Macca.
4: Nathan Edge, our team, Mark Stacking goal No money. <laughs> 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 Hey Definitely mate, l-
3: l- listen. Stranger things have happened.
4: <laughs> yeah, you never know. But I'll be, I'd, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with the four four two with you know the diamond or going four three three. But if I'm gonna stick my neck out, I'll say the four four two diamond. Um, you know, for me, I'd, I'd have, I'd have Perch on the bench at the minute. Um, just simply because I, I, I like, I think Hewitt deserves to keep his right back slot. Rawson and Jonjo in the middle, and obviously uh, Macker on the left. Midfield: Stirk, Maris, uh, Longstaff, and on, uh, Quinn if he's fit, or even Lapsley in there. And up top, the two Oates and Hawkins. Uh, but if I if I was going to go with a three, I'd, I'd I would put Barry on that left. So, uh, but that that would be my team, which is very similar to what it was a few few weeks ago when we were on form. But maybe just throwing in Longstaff.
3: Uh, Roger says <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mention where you want to put him. Um, Roger says that uh, O'Toole, Faz Macker, Hewitt. <laughs> Love the sound effect. Uh, Quinn, Longstaff, Marison Stirk, Bowery and Oates. Uh, Tim says four four two diamond. Bishop Hewitt, Perch. Um, who's O'Neill? <laughs> I don't know. Bring, bring him back, Luke sure. O'Neill. Is, is, is he on a free? <laughs> <laughs> We've missed so some transfer
4: was. news, lads. <laughs>
3: I I, I think I'm going to read between the lines and go with O'Toole. Is that that all right? Is that all right with you two? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I think that's what he's alluded
5: to. Yeah, it's probably just a typing error.
3: Yeah, he's put John Joe. Yeah. (laughs) John Joe. Oh, I I wonder if he's going with Clive's gag. He wasn't there, John Joe O'Neill or something, which Clive came up with at some point. I can't remember. Uh, John Joe. Yeah. yeah, Bishop, Bishop Perch. O'Toole, McLaughlin, yeah. stoke Maris, Longstaff, Quinn, Oates and Hawkins. Uh, Roger says, I want Hawkins instead of uh, Bowery. Um, Chris says, I agree with Alan Longstaff feeding off scraps from Oates and Hawkins for a double. Yeah, of course, Longstaff, three goals in three games. It's a tough one for me. Um, uh, it's a very, very tough one for me. I think I might have to mix it up a bit.
5: Can I choose two? Can I choose two ways? <laughs>
4: I mean, no, I you've only got one, Greg. Him, but...
5: <laughs> we didn't get two as a choice. <sighs> cool. You're the gaffer. You you can do what you like. You're the gaffer.
4: Don't tell him that because he's already been trying to fix up the uh, podcast prediction game, is it? Yeah, look how badly that went. <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: Oh, God. Do you know? I'm Right, I'm going to stick with the back four and then I'll figure the rest out af- afterwards. Take um, back... one and stick to it, Greg. I'm going to go with obviously bishop and goal, back four of Hewitt, Rawson, Perch, McLaughlin. Oh, nobody Ooh. thought about Rawson and Perch. Ooh.
4: Um well, I did, but
3: I want John Joe back there. Well, this is where it this is where it yeah. differs for me. Then I'm going. To, then I'm going to go with I'm going to go four one, three two. All right. So yeah. then I'm gonna then I'm gonna sit O'Toole in front of the back four to be able to drop into a back three when we're on the attack to push McLaughlin and Hewitt up as 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 wing backs. See adaptability, kids. He's adaptability. literally got his uh,
4: football manager up in the. In the corner. I've not
3: had a game of football manager for about four hours. Um, <laughs> so then I'm going. Uh, so yeah, back four Hewitt, Rawson, Perch, McLaughlin, O'Toole in front of the back four. Then I'm going with uh, a midfield of lapsley Longstaff, and then depending on who's fit quinn or Stirk. i think sterk's had oh. a couple of off games lately in the last couple right of on. games or so um and obviously no win no quinn is a thing so we need to get quinn back in there and quinn will play so if quinn's fit it's quinn if it's not it's Stirk. um and then i'm going obviously up top i'm going hawkins Oats again. I've left Bowery out, but I've you know. And he, Maris. He, and Maris, yeah, and who's yeah, I'll be
4: good. Fantastic because everybody's left Clark out. I don't, I don't know why, but everyone has.
3: No, who's going to be captain? There's one choice for captain, captain in in my side. No, Macca for me. No, it's the man who wears the best number in town, James Perch, fourteen. Calm, cool, collected captain, leader, legend.
5: Yeah, he, fair comment, but I would give it Macca.
3: Macca. Get him back in the side, get him, get him back with the arm, get him back the armband. See, when, I, I don't know, I, I just, I like Perch as a captain. Cool, complex. I like a centre-half as a captain. I'm old school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, my call is going to be to put JJ in front of there, to sit in, in front of the back four. Let's not forget he is actually a midfielder by trade and yeah. he can drop into centre-half and allow the, the two um, to push up and, uh, and push on. Uh, Roger says O'Toole oh, for captain for me. Captain's armband, like I say every week, is a box ticket exercise. But uh, that's my 11. Um, yeah, I've missed a couple of players out of there. You know, probably will be criticised for it because I've left Longstaff out. I've left Maris out. I've left Bowery out. But all players which you look at to come off the bench and uh, uh, to, to make an impact. So it's, uh, it's the it's strongest
5: my, bench ever, isn't it? It's the strongest it bench, whichever way you look at it, we've ever had. It is. And my team selection, by the way, is completely
3: based on Murphy and Aikens being fit as well, because actually they wouldn't get in my starting eleven. I respect them both. and I think they're both quality players. But imagine those two coming off the bench. Imagine being 2-0 up on the hour and then you see those two coming on. If you're a Stevenage player struggling at the bottom of of the league, you turn to that bench and and, and look. And your first thought is, Jesus Christ, that's our manager. And then your second thought is, Jesus Christ, these two are coming on. (laughs) i no one's DJ.
4: even mentioning Danny Johnson as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Not he's
3: on that bench too. DJ. Interesting one, Danny Johnson, isn't it? I think that's probably discussion for off air at another time. Um, but <laughs> but there you go. Right, let's move swiftly on because we are running out of time and uh, I can hear the smoke alarm going off, so that means that food is nearly ready. Um, so we are going to go for uh, podcast predictions. Now, I'm going to put my, my hands up and uh, apologise because those who are long-time viewers of this show will know... Why are you
0: going to
3: play? and i've made a bit of a categorical error in the last game now my lucky blue hat and all of that stuff went out of the uh, the window when we lost at Tranmere, um so i've got rid of them but one little superstition for me was doing it game by game on podcast predictions but what did i do before these two games nathan edge what
4: did i do I have no idea because I've literally been in my own world. So it's going to be news to me as well.
3: Oh, yeah. So uh, I wonder why I didn't get criticised, actually. Yeah, because you went here. What did I do, Alan
5: Wilson? What did I do? He, he said to you, he said, you've got to pick the scorers for two games and the, the result for two games and where Mansfield would be finishing in the table. And, and there was, a, there was a, double, a triple point, sorry, triple point, if you yeah. got it right. And there was halving of the points if you didn't get it correct.
3: Now, obviously, yeah, Nathan, right. yeah, and Nathan didn't know about that, which meant Nathan did it normally, which meant that Nathan, being Nathan, came out with normal points and and, and has done better than what we all did. Well I done, Nate, 10th as well. I mean, yeah, I no, know, I no. Know. I mean, we'll come on to something you said on Tuesday in a minute because you think you're getting away with that. You're definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I decided to go with two games and put two games in one and try and mix it up a little bit. And it backfired, didn't it? Because we ended up ended up losing. I got a little bit too cocky, a little bit too carried away. So we're reverting back to type and doing it game by game. We'll have podcast predictions again on on the Sunday sermon ahead of the, the Rochdale game. Um, but our predictions for last time, um, you know, I ended up... If we I didn't have the triple point um, promotion thing in there, I'd have got... Um, uh, no points. Clive would have <laughs> got one point, but he ended up with half a point. Cam would have, Alan, you would have got, um, you'd have got half a point. You got half a point, whereas you would have got one point. So would yeah. so would Cam. And it's totally messed the table up, Nathan. to be honest. And I'm going to reveal the top 10 for you. So in uh, 10th place, clinging on your brother, Ricky is still there. on 15. Roger in ninth on 22. And then this is where the OCD amongst you will go a little bit dodgy. Um, 22 and a half points, Cam. 22 and a half points, Alan. 35 and a half points, Steve Naden. Nick in fifth on 39 and a half points. uh, Then I've dropped out of the top three again by half a bloody point. I'm on 41 (laughs) points. Steve is in third on (laughs) 41.5. Clive is in second on 41.5. And Nathan, by virtue of the fact that he didn't do the triple point table prediction teaser point crap, uh, which I came up with, (laughs) Got a, got a point for predicting a loss. But Nathan also put in the prediction that uh, Matty Longstaff would score. And then a certain Nathan Edge decided yeah. that after he'd seen the team news, he wanted to change his prediction. That is not how it happens, Nathan Edge. And <laughs> oh, a little bit of bounce, so that's all it was. It,
4: it was I mean, it was a but quality
5: comment, though.
4: The, the thing is, it's not the first time you've tried it, though, is it? I mean, I've never tried to do it for real, unlike you know, Mr. Clive Parkin, you know, just
3: <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. I mean, that is that is Right, I'll give you a verbal warning. If it happens again, <laughs> there will be a yellow card and I may have to look at a points deduction of around what's going <laughs> so so you. <laughs> you? Of around ten points, just you know, just to open up the game. <laughs> I gap mean I should get an extra
4: point because this clearly this whole triple crappy blah 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 whatever it is <laughs> was just a way to try and stitch me up and it backfired so yeah
3: but you know i was away
4: point. on holiday and i wasn't even paying proper attention to anything so no, i put I it i still the gained a gr-
3: point i put it in the group chat it's not my fault that you were too busy having sun cream rubbed into you, your privates that <laughs> you didn't pay attention it's not my fault right podcast <laughs> prediction cre- i'm not even going there never mind carry on
4: i wasn't a nudist anyway carry on <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Right Nathan, come on. You're
3: you're the leader of the pack. Predict for me um uh, Saturday's game against Stevenage. 2-0. Are you going Steve, are you going Stevenage 2-0 cuz
4: you know Obviously I, not, I, cause we're, we're at home. So 2-0 is Mansfield 2 Stevenage 0. Yeah, Reese Oates Reese and good old Macca. Free Your kick. Favorite. Smash Your favourite. the top. He's, he's a right legend. I would love him. Alan, you're next.
5: 3-0 Mansfield. Oates, Hawkins, and I think Barry will come on in the second half and put one in. You are very, That's very so close to
3: uh, matching Cam's prediction. He's messaged me and said 3-0 win. Oates, Hawkins, and Stirk. Clive has wow. gone bold. He's gone for a 4-0 win. Uh, Oates, Quinn, Hawkins, and Lapsley. I am going to ear on the side of caution and I'm going to go for a 2-0 win and I am going to go with Rhys to get on the score sheet and back up top, back in the goals, Ollie Hawkins is going to be mine. If you want to play along with podcast predictions, then make sure you see the link in the description because, Nathan Edge, you have to do what?
4: Submit it one hour and one minute prior to kick-off via and the
3: link. Via the link. Absolutely right. Before we... Uh, end in the usual way by uh, playing the highlights, lowlights, from Tuesday night. One exciting bit of news to tell you about, and it is this, the return of Stags Stories. Yes, 20 years ago, Muntsfield Town did achieve what we're trying to do at the moment, and that is get promotion out of this division, led by Stuart Watkiss, the uh, manager at the time, who we've had on Staggs Stories uh, in the Memory Lane series in the past. Um, he... Took us promotion, and we're going to be reuniting some of those stars. Andy White will be joining me as a uh, co presenter, and we've got some great names coming up uh, to recall their stories. People from on the pitch, people from off the pitch, and some old familiar faces as well. We'll reveal more details of uh, the. The, the series when it comes out. But we're hoping it will be in the next couple of weeks or so. If you're a local business, stag supporting business that wants to get behind this, not only is this going to go on the Mansfield Matters feeds as well, we are going to be teaming up uh, with 103.2 as well to share these programmes. So some great opportunity for some exposure for you. If you want to get involved, drop us a little DM on uh, Facebook or on Twitter and we'll tell you a little bit more about the series. More on that when it comes, but recording starts for these next week. Right, that's all we've got time for. Simple question to you both. Can Mansfield Town bounce back on Saturday at home to uh, Steve Evans, Edge, Nathan Edge? Yes. Alan Wilson?
5: Definitely.
3: 100 million percent, probably. Hopefully. Definitely. I think that's enough. I hope so. Yeah, I think that's enough fence sitting. Right, let's uh, reflect on uh, all things uh, Port Vale. And, uh, of course, um, say good night. Have a fantastic rest of the night. We'll see you both on Saturday where the stag's look to uh, extend their home form. 10 straight wins in Skybet League 2. Can they make it 11 and set a new club record and bounce back from this? Here's the tale of Port Vale told by Lee Wilson alongside myself for Mansfield 103.2. Good evening and welcome to Vale Park where tonight Mansfield Town come looking to bounce back after losing their first game in 14 matches on Friday at Tranmere Rovers. Nigel Clough has shuffled the pack, he makes four changes to the side which fell to that late 3-2 defeat. Ollie Clark, the captain, is back alongside James Perch, George Lapsley and Kieran Wallace who completes the four coming in. The quartet going out, Elliot Hewitt, Matty Longstaff, Stephen Quinn and Lucas Aikens, the latter three, all out of the 18 tonight, and we believe all with injuries. The Stags could line up in one of about 7,432 ways, but this is the way that we're predicting the Stags will line up tonight. Nathan Bishop in goal, a back four right to left of James Perch, Farron Rawson, Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin, a midfield of George Lapsley, Ollie Clark, Ryan Sturt and Kieran Wallace, with uh, Jamie Murphy in just behind Reece so the- Oaks bench for the side to Elliot Hewitt Jordan Bowery George Maris Danny Johnson Jason Law John Joe O'Toole and the goalkeeper Maric Steck again it's Tom Pat, the captain who tries to play a ball forward put out well by Kieran Wallace Launched it long for Reese and can Owens turn his man he can Reece Oaks is one and one with Aiden Stone here's Oaks with the scoring round yes! and it's the back of the net Reese opens the scoring for Mansfield Town on 21 minutes a ball over the top by Kieran Wallace Oaks kept his companion Closure. Stone came out. Oates knocked it around him and rolled it into the open goal. Port Vale nil. Mansfield Town
6: one. Kieran Wallace absolutely tremendous. He's shielding that back forward. They tried to put a ball in between the centre halves. He's cut it out. And like we say, cost the both We talked about the centre halves pushing on because they're marking one. They pushed on. He left him one-on-one. He put a ball in behind and rode earned in his pace. Brilliant running. Stayed on his feet again. Could quite easily gone down and got the goal. Sent off, but brilliant. Took it round the keeper and slotted him lovely. Port Vale looking to come through the minutes. A neat little pass, and now the number nine of Wilson could be on a goal. He shoots past Bishop,
3: and it's gone underneath Nathan Bishop. Dropping. And Port Vale back in the game. It was a pass through the middle from Ben Garrity which unlocked Mansfield and James Wilson, the number nine, to the left of the area. Hit the ball well. Bishop got a touch on it, but he makes it. Port Vale one, Mansfield Town one on 33 minutes.
6: Absolutely. Shocking Shocking You know Nathan Bishop We give all the plaudits to him He will be Absolutely mortified He's let that goal in That was the easiest One of the easiest saves he'll get this season Bread and butter to him And he's just gone Through his hands You know but it, it, it's all over, it's just we've got to do better, you know, we forced him out wide he's got to save it, he's got to save it it's not an odd save, he's got in the middle of the goal from 25 yards he's got to save it and it's a poor goal again from Manchester to concede and he'll uh, be very very disappointed with that
3: Bale will get it back through Benning on that touchline, delivers his way forward, Benning in towards the area, headed away this time by Wallace. Sir can't complete the clearance and again Bell come forward oh, no. and Ball has left his man on side and Vail are in the area, Bishops come- man made himself big, the ball so really loose Vale scored he's turning towards the back of the net Mansfield Town all over the place at the back they did not deal with it and the Vale man has scored it's the number 24 the substitute Harriet, who's just come off the bench who makes it Port Vale 2 Mansfield Town 1 and it's a catalogue it of errors
6: you know we have three players going for the ball there and they've all just got in each other's way it's fell down it's a good save from Bishop and it fell back to him but you know, it's, it's, it's devastating because we got back into this game and... Uh Oh, it's devastating. It's, uh, it's a poor goal. It's a poor goal from Mansfield. In comes Benning's free kick deep towards the far post. Oh, Proctor puts no. it
0: back in. It's a free shot. It's turned home. Mansfield the apart. It's game
3: over. And it's, I think it's right. that man again who's, who's managed to turn the ball home. Harrah off the bench. Mansfield didn't deal with it. That's poor. And it's a second successive defeat for Mansfield Town. Port Vale three. Mansfield Town one. What is happening to this Mansfield Town side. So a second successive defeat for Nigel Clough's men on the road but back on home soil tomorrow against Stevenage and their new manager Steve Evans. It's a huge huge opportunity to bounce back and put things right. Something Mansfield Town certainly need to do if they want to achieve their promotion ambitions. Nothing is won or lost with 12 games to go but a win over Stevenage would certainly set the mindset right and give us that boost of confidence which we so desperately need at the moment will Ollie Hawkins start up front will James Perch stay in the side and will Jonjo O'Toole get back in following his suspension and his uh, substitution onto the pitch on Tuesday night at Port Vale if you can't get to One Call Stadium on Saturday make sure you tune in to Mansfield 103.2 from 1pm extensive updates from One Call Stadium Lee Wilson back alongside me and then of course join us on Sunday for another Sunday Sermon as we reflect on all things Stevenage and look ahead to a trip to Rochdale. 12 games to go, it's all still to play for. Don't lose faith just yet. Two defeats do not define a season, but it's only us that can ensure that statement comes true. Thanks as always for listening, for commenting, for sharing. Make sure you check out more on our social media pages, MTFC Matters on Twitter and on Facebook. Some exciting stuff coming up very, very soon. Indeed, including the return of a certain Stags Stories series. For now, though, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Get to One Call Stadium on Saturday, support the boys, and let's get back on track. Come on, you Stags.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.
2: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or a hundred thousand miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
6: This podcast
0: is proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.